Today's episode of the Dirty Sports Podcast is brought to you by Chill Boys, the official underwear sponsor of our show. Chill Boys, comfort where it counts. Dirt balls, the summer is right around the corner. You do not want disgusting underwear with holes in them, nasty underwear. You need to get yourself a fresh new pair from our friends at Chill Boys. They have such a great variety. The bamboo boxers, the performance boxers, the boxer briefs. It's time to upgrade your undies, boys. Use discount code DIRTY20 at chillboys.com to save 20% on your first order. That's DIRTY20, D-I-R-T-Y 20, to save 20% at chillboys.com. Let's start the show. Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey. No chill, Prano. Good evening, Andy. It's the Wednesday night live show. I I know most people listen to this on audio, but if anybody watches this on YouTube, the beginning that just I thought I was having an aneurysm for a second. I was like, Sorry. why am I hearing? I was like, why am I hearing Andy's voice twice simultaneously? I thought I was I thought I was having a stroke. So I'm glad I'm fine. And great way to start the episode. Wednesday night. I enjoy the Wednesday night evenings because the Wednesday evening apps, because got a Miller Lite cracked here, wet my palate as we discuss all things sports and otherwise. We got a good show today. I shouldn't say that two minutes in. I think we have a good show today. Yeah. And the show the, we are the show. So we always have a good show. True topics. Who cares? You know, we're just going to do our thing. Yeah, that's the best part. I I got some good feedback about last episode from a lot of people. Shut up and podcast. Homeboy's gone dark, Joe. (laughs) Homeboy's gone dark. Like he's gone dark. The the, the overwhelming consensus and that and by that, I mean, 100 percent. I haven't heard a single person agree with that call. About slew dub 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 rub dub dub whatever his name is, I have not heard a single person call in or DM stick to sports or tweet and be like, "Yeah, I think you guys should a hundred percent stick to stick to sports." I mean, I know we've seen a massive drop in ratings, so maybe the people that wanted us to stick to sports are just gone. Yeah, you think that's it? No, I'm kidding. We haven't seen a massive drop in ratings. No, no sporting show or league has seen a massive drop in ratings due to not sticking to sports it's all just five american flags on the internet that want to swear that it has well i mean there has been some rating drops that's not necessarily true the the debate or discussion would be how are they gathering the numbers and the ratings i think that is right right. and the and also the question of you know do does it have anything to do with anything because baseball's been apolitical and their ratings are 
a, 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 a disgusting turn for baseball. Golf has remained completely on the side of it and literally no one watched the masters. So, you know, it's all. Yeah. But, but I, I do, I do think there, there has been some drop in ratings on certain sports, but also no one's doing, I'm going to sound real nerdy. I'm going to sound really nerdy. No one's doing this from like a scientific experiment. There's always a variable. I mean, this is true though. Like the variable would be, there's that many more streaming things to watch or show. I'm, I'm serious. Right. right. It's, it, it's kind of like, I was watching this. I, I was like a fat, it was a fascinating video. I saw on Vox about measuring the vaccines and what was effective. And they, they were showing that, that it's not Pfizer one was supposedly 95% and the Moderna was 94 and the one vaccine Johnson and Johnson, which is only one shot was 66, but they showed that's misleading because when they ran the tests for the other two, it's when there was way less cases. So when they were testing people with the vaccines also in the placebo, Anyway, my point is that would be a factor just in everything, whether it's sports ratings or a TV show's ratings. You see my point. Very yes. nerdy. Like I said, I probably lost all the listeners, but. And also uh, Ben Shapiro told me that the Johnson and Johnson one, they give you a black lives matter bandaid after you get it. So that obviously it's cutting their ratings down drastically. I don't, I don't know <laughs> what he has to do with this, but uh, I did get my first vaccine. Congratulations. I'm publicly going publicly to announce that. So one down, one, two, go. Never have I been so excited to get a vaccine. Congratulations. Thank you. One more to go, and we're going to do this. Then I'm going to be in the clear to just have unprotected sex with every girl. I'm kidding. Yeah, not not I'm, that kind of vaccine. I'm kidding. I'm telling you, man, am I hyping it up too much? Roaring 20s, part two. It's happening. Part two. <laughs> We're bringing it back. I'm going to dress like I'm from 1920s. I'm going to go out to Kings Island. How you're going to become, become a waiter at Flappers? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to ask, how did they dress in the 1920s? Yeah, that's how they dressed. That's how they dressed? Yeah. I saw Kings Island is hiring. What if I just went full throttle and was like, <laughs> dude, side gig. Kings Island has never gotten so much free press. I know. I used to do. Remember when I used to talk about what is now our official sponsor, Miller Lite, our, the best sponsor we ever had. I used to I used to just give them free pub and you're like, take it easy. Take it. This is this has become presented by Kings Island at this point. Yeah, I agree. I got, I got to tone it down. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to try to try to pull back the reins on that especially with the great show that we have so much, so many great discussions, Joe, so many, so many, great where do we start? So many great calls. Where do we even start? I honestly don't even know where we start. I didn't look at the rundown. I only opened it to add a couple things to it. Makes me feel good. It still makes me feel good. Do you care about my feelings? Do, do you care? Do, do you just tell me that to make me hurt? I mean, I, inside? I only, I just care about the show being good. And sometimes, you know, there certainly hasn't been a Vox scientific study on whether or not the show's better or worse, depending on when I or don't read the rundown. So until we have that for sure figured out, we're just going to stick with whatever suits us on any given day. Why don't we start with a, a hot topic, which we have not discussed yet, 
and Tug was asking us about it the other day. Multiple dirt balls have DM me. Why haven't you talked about it yet? I was wanting things to play out a little more, but let's just jump into the Deshaun Watson thing. Okay. I was golfing yesterday, and when I was done with golf, I saw 29 new unread text messages, and I was like, oh, God, something bad must have happened. Turns out it was just you and Tug and some sort of two-man devil's advocate argument where no one would say what they were wanting to say, but you were somehow arguing different sides to the Deshaun Watson case. I didn't even, at that point, I was like, I don't even know what I would jump in on because I don't know who's on what side here or what's happening. But I'll say one thing about the Deshaun Watson case. Um, For those people who haven't heard yet, he's been accused of sexual assault by, you know, tens of women at this point. I mean, what's the total up to? 16 lawsuits have been filed against 16 lawsuits. So um, let me start by saying we talk about the NFL and all the different sports leagues and how they handle things and whatever. Now I know the NFL is out of season, but I feel like this would be bigger news. And I feel like this would be something we would be talking about more um, if it were any league besides the NFL, the NFL does a great job protecting their players, protecting their stars. They always have, they always will. They've, if they have evidence, they burned it. If they have tapes, they burned them. You know, they've, they've probably threatened to police officers and lawyers and whatever at this point, whether these, you know, uh, accusations hold validity or not, the, the NFL is out there, you know, doing some spy shit, making sure, you know, people are getting roughed up over this stuff. Cause I'll be honest, the NFL does a good job of shoving these stories down your newsfeed. And I honestly think that the NFL, you know, we always talk about the biases of, of the media and what the media wants you to hear and what the media doesn't. I think the NFL does a great job of controlling the media and being like ESPN, this doesn't have to be front page news. This shouldn't be the first splash picture when you go to the website. This shouldn't trend on Twitter. I think the NFL does a great job of that. And I kind of agree with our callers and with Tug and with whatever, which is how have we not talked about it? Well, we haven't talked about it because we're busy and we've got shit going on. And the NFL does a great job putting this, you know, below the fold, as they say. I've actually been following it like day to day pretty closely. Okay. It doesn't make me an expert, but I... I've had a lot of discussions with my brother. We'll, we'll text about it every day. And again, I know people are going to say this is lame or Arthur, because I'm not, I'm not taking a stance really on this because things need to play out more for me. Well, I don't even really necessarily think that there's a stance to take. It's news. Whether it's proved right, prove wrong, prove whatever. It's news that he's being accused of it. It's definitely major football sure. news. That, that it's serious. I mean, I, mean, I, I mean, we're talking, we're talking, I don't know the definition of serial. You know, you talk about serial killers or serial rapist or you, to me, this would be serial, right? Like yeah. we're talking 16 civil lawsuits. So that would be my first thing that I find very, I don't know if the word is peculiar, but not a single criminal filing has happened. And that's important for me personally. You know, this is one of those issues where people are going to side with their tribe or like, you see what I'm saying? And I'm trying to just look at everything. And that's where well, I want to start. Things for Deshaun Watson right now. Is 
he doesn't have a tribe. He has, he has kind of, you know, he separated himself from the Houston Texans. You, we can get into, you know, conspiracy involving this coming up just after he demands a trade and blah, 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 blah. But like right now, I mean, the thing is I'm not fast to like call the guy guilty, but I'm also very quick to be like, Hey man, where there's smoke, there's fire 16. I agree. And, And then, you know, I know you have brought up some of the facts you've been, you've been in, in this deeper than I have, but there's two sides to every story. Like the, the, the fact that one girl has claimed that she had never given a massage before. Okay. So then like, you're like, what is it? But then, you know, kind of the flip side of that is like Deshaun Watson is a major NFL. Like, why is he getting massages from people who don't give massages? Well, look, I Unless think uh, this whole thing is to, was he just hiring prostitutes under the guise of massage? And, and that I think that's an angle I, I'm willing to explore, to be honest. I, I think there's a lot of things at play here. It's again, I hate the, it's one or the other. Why can't it be a bunch of things? Why can't he be a creeper or maybe he's sexually assaulting people, but also like you said, are some of these girls call girls? I mean, one of the plaintiffs straight up said she had never done a massage before and thought that his behavior was normal. She didn't know about the sweetest massage. So she didn't know what was proper and improper. Like to me, that's, that's bizarre. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's, it's never absurd. Given a massage before. Meanwhile, you're showing up to give us. You're you just brought up Swedish massage. So then you give up, like, whether you've given a massage before or not. Unless you are a trained masseuse, like in school for a massage, which I believe is a pretty long, you know, process. They're definitely not being like, yeah. Also, that's where you you may or may not, depending on what the client needs, fingers, butthole, like. That's not like <laughs> it's not part of the Swedish massage at all, for sure. Yeah, I've never given a Swedish mis- massage, but I can tell you with 100 percent certainty it doesn't involve a hand job. So, well, so so again, that's just one of 16. And then you have all these other things that. Like, did you I don't know if you saw the pre ejaculate. I saw nothing like then we have a whole thing of. of Maybe he just comes easily. The one girl said he, she was giving a massage and he just like came, which then makes me think, well, was that sexual assault or does he just come easily? Cause I've known dude, I've, I knew a dude in college who came, a, a stripper was dry humping him. You know, he came his pants, old sticky pants, McGee. Yeah. Old sticky pants, McGee. I know exactly who that was. And, and he was so embarrassed. He got drunk and admitted, but look again, there's a lot of factors in play. And then, and then you have the lawyer of the plaintiffs last week claimed the Houston PD had contacted him and they straight up tweeted out and said, no, we haven't. Right. So you have a lot of, he said, she said, and on top of that, when this started, Joe, this all started for anyone who's followed it. The lawyer, Tony Busby, shady name, by the way. What is this? Better call Saul. Tony Busby was leaking the information on his personal Instagram. And this is what I said to both you and talk on that text exchange. Again, I'm not saying that these aren't truth. These aren't truths. And 
that these didn't happen. But when you're talking about sexual assault, you're talking about an extremely serious crime, especially in today's age, right? You're going to in any age. Yeah. It, but, but my point is it's heightened more now with me too. And the time's right. up and all the movements you're going to leak this on your personal Instagram. Well, listen, the lawyer, you know, whatever his, you know, like a lawyer doesn't necessarily like, let's say this guy gets all these people together and then files criminal charges against Deshaun Watson. And then he goes to jail. That lawyer, unless he's trying to make a name for himself, being the sexual assault guy and get a whole lot of clients. He didn't make himself any dough there. Now pressing a lot of civil suits and being like, look, if there's, you know, truth to this, maybe there's other people he did this out there for. And now he gets, you know, a class action lawsuit style thing where he's like, listen, I'm taking 10% of everybody. I mean, we go back to follow the money, you know what he, it seems like his strategy here is to make some dough off of this, make some dough for all these women. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it didn't happen just because he's trying to, you know, they might just have a bad lawyer right now who's like, you know, getting charges like this to stick pretty hard. I think your better route is a civil suit. Get paid for it. Move on with your life. Don't get your name dragged through the mud with a court case and blah, 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 and whatever. And he just signed a big deal and he'll probably pay you. And the more people we have. And my point is, I don't think this, I don't think any creepy scumbag lawyer's action necessarily says what is or isn't happening with the women themselves. Fair point. But there's a lot of shady stuff on all sides. and, And unfortunately, you know, Again, thanks to the PR machine that is the NFL. I've seen the headlines, but they haven't been like, again, I haven't gone to the, it's never been the front page story on ESPN. You know why? I mean, they've, by the way, they, I don't want to say ESPN hasn't addressed it. I've seen it on their shows. I've seen, I've seen a couple clips. I've seen them address it on sports center with Scott Van Pelt. You know, I, I saw, and I, I'm not going to name names again. Cause I'm sick of like, I'm sick of bringing up certain people that are just in my, opinion the literal worst people in the media but like i saw people be like when peyton manning did this people were it was all over the fucking place but now when it's a black quarterback it's like that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard if this happened to lebron james tomorrow it is everywhere if this happens to kevin durant tomorrow it is everywhere if this happens to mike trout tomorrow it is everywhere the nfl does a good job of fucking scaring the media into being like, you know, let's just wait and see. Let's wait and see guys. No, they, they, I I really think this is more about the NFL. And by the way, Peyton Manning was out of the NFL before his shit came out. And also Peyton Manning is a different level of famous than Deshaun Watson. This is not a black and white thing. This is an NFL thing. Well, 100%. I also think part of that is, these are coming so quick, so fast, and so many, you know, in the civil lawsuit, I just read, so they did label him a serial predator. So what I was saying earlier makes sense, but I think it's coming so hard out of left field that it's making a lot of people do what I'm doing and saying, I want to see this. 
you see my point? Like it's, it's not one incidence. It's not two. We have 16 now. Right. One's as recent as within the last month or two. But I got to say that, that move, that smells a lot. The, the first thing that reminds me of Bill Cosby. Uh, yeah. I was thinking that one chip fell that. and then 90 women came out. It's like, where were you all? And they were all like, just fucking here thinking Bill Cosby was weird to me one time. And now that I've heard her story, I realize Bill Cosby's a serial rapist. I mean, we went from zero to a hundred real quick. We did literally a hundred plus with him. So, you know, listen, I'm not, I, I have not done what you have done and dug deep on this thing, but there's also the whole thing of, you know, who's leaking it? Why are they leaking it? There's this, you know, the the Houston Texans at this point have to realize he ain't going to play for them. He, you know, and honestly, why, why do you say to, that? Why would you? Because he basically demanded a trade. We're now in the we're now in the uh, player empowerment ever era. He's a, a valued commodity in the NFL. The idea that they leaked it, well, if you're going to have to deal them one way or the other, you don't want them to have low value. You want them to have high value. What about other teams wanting to lower his value? To me, that just seems like, it seems to me to be a very high risk, low reward thing for like the Jets to have some guy in their organization who's starting a fraudulent 16-person sexual assault campaign against Houston in hopes that they don't have to give up their first-round pick. Like, there's a lot. I mean, you know, I'm a conspiracy theorist, but that that's a lot of moving parts to be a random team out there that thinks you have a shot at him. Like, I agree. Do the, do the Carolina Panthers have a guy on their staff whose job it is to do ter- – like, also, then just – you know, there's a lot easier things to do than say, and, it, and and by the way, if somebody did, then maybe somebody in the know knew he was doing this and it was like, yo, I know how we can make this happen. I agree that it's a lot of moving parts, but I'll reiterate what I said in our text exchange. This is a business. Deshaun Watson himself is a big business. We're talking, you know, he's worth a lot of money, 150 million plus contract wise. Nothing would surprise me. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean that this is happening and there's a major conspiracy. But all I'm saying is nothing would surprise me. He is I always big, think he is about big too, business. when you think about the conspiracy and the you know the the um what's the phrase I'm thinking about the cloak and dagger approach like the black like to me let's say you are I, first of all again let's let's just you know let's say the Jets because you know, the jets are out there based in the fuck. Like if there was a team whose, whose geography alone put them around the kind of people who are like, Hey, you want to fucking get Deshaun Watson? We can get fucking Deshaun Watson. I got fucking strippers in Houston. They can fucking say he fucking, you know, sexually assault them. Like, let's say it's the jets. Like it seems to me, if you're going to do this blackmail, you don't, like, why you even do this? Why don't you just call up Houston and be like, listen, we got reports that this guy he was jacking it off on masseuses all the time. 
So before we leak that, why don't we just come to a deal here before his values any lower? Like the idea that this is a grand conspiracy by somebody to lower his value in the media by like this just so much. I agree. It's crazy. Where do you get 16 people to buy into this? Like I said, nothing. I don't know, man. Like, don't you think the timing, though? Tony Busby did 9-11 if that's what fucking, you know what I mean? Like, geez. Don't you think the timing is pretty crazy? Yeah, I do. That this all comes out after this back and forth that has been going on with the Texans now for months. And we almost felt like we were at a stalemate. And then, boom, one lawsuit, two, three, four, five. Shit, we're up to 16. I think a better conspiracy than somebody like that, that like the timing is, you know, maybe somebody involved in his life that facilitated this kind of thing or profited from this kind of thing. I don't know his, you know, whatever at the prospect of him leaving Houston is like, Yo, my my fucking hand job cash cow's going out the door. Fuck this dude. Like, I think the timing of it coming right around when he's wanting to get traded is like, how does him wanting to get out of Houston? How did that maybe set somebody off that was like, I know he did this, and now's the time to fuck. Maybe the, you know, maybe the guy who is his masseuse pimp is a big Texans fan. And he's like, We're gonna have Sam Darnold? Fuck you, dude. This was not part of our deal. Part of our deal wasn't me getting you, you know, sexual massages. And now you leave me with fucking Sam Darnold. I mean, look, there, there are so many questionable things here. I agree. Um, why, why is, why is the Sean Watson, a franchise quarterback, a top five, six, seven, wherever you want to put him, eight quarterback in the NFL. Why is he, Inviting girls from Instagram to give his massages. Right. I, dude, if I'm Deshaun Watson and I'm worth $150 million, I'm going to the best masseuse in town. Why is Chris D'Elia Instagram messaging teenagers? You know, guys, guys, like, guys are creeps. But, but that's my point. So, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of questionable things in play here. And who says, you know, the Houston PD says you didn't contact us. I don't trust anybody. What if he did? What if the, what if the Houston PD is like, this is my point right. is this is going to be a great lifetime series when it all plays out. Who's going to play Deshaun Watson. It's the question when this comes That's to TV or Netflix Denzel's kid, John David Washington. Yeah. He's the one. Yeah. He's a former football player. As I, I read in every single profile of him. We get it. He played football. <laughs> yeah, he did. And he was on ballers, which woo Nelly. Yeah. That show struggled. Ah, uh, okay. I feel I'm like gonna, I'm going to leave like before we wrap that up, I'm going to, again, I haven't done the deep dive you did, but I'm just going to go 16 is a lot. Okay? <laughs> like, it is a lot. It's hard to wrangle up 16 full blown liars. Do you, do you see my point though, that it could be a few, a combination of things? Sure. Like he could sure. be sexually assaulting girls. You also could be a prostitute. It doesn't make I, it listen, okay. I got, I got, a, there's a lot, there's a lot of moving parts here. I'm just going to say 16 is a lot. I agree. I'm not going to argue with that. 16 is a lot. There's a lot of things at play. Who's playing Busby. That's what I want to know. Speaking of play, who is playing Busby in the show? 
I haven't seen a picture of Busby, but I think the question at this point becomes who is Tug playing? <laughs> Tug's, Tug, Tug Tug's playing play Busby. Tug's playing Sam Darnold. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna ha- we're gonna have to do one of those like tricky Kevin Costner things where we flip we have to flip the Tug's gonna be doing all his shots in a reversed jersey so that when we flip it, he's a right-handed Sam Darnold. I want Tracy Morgan as his uh, his pimp. Or, or, is, or is Doug playing Brian Hoyer? <laughs> oh, like standing man. On the side, standing on the sideline with a clipboard the whole time being like, I know too much. <laughs> I like Tug as Sam Darnold. Yeah, and it's a better match. It makes a little more sense. Well, another scandalous NFL news, at least I would call it scandalous. Dan Schneider is supposedly going to buy the minority shares, the 40%. Dude, it's so funny to me. This is so funny to me. We're, we're how many months, not even a full year removed of the cheerleader scandal when it broke of the name scandal, which he was holding tight on a, a guy who was so hated and everybody wanted him out. Now he's going to own all the controlling interest of the Washington football team. It goes back to the NFL does not give a fuck. The NFL doesn't give a fuck. That's for sure. And then there's also this other thing, which, you know, I've been saying a lot lately because the stories just keep coming up of this guy canceled, that guy canceled and blah, blah, blah. Like cancel culture is a little overblown because here's the thing. If you don't give a fuck, you can't get canceled. I agree. If If you just like, it's the people who go, who like, you know, go dark, they kind of cancel themselves. Now you can lose a job, right? But you're not canceled. No one's canceled from life unless you let yourself get canceled. Dan Snyder's like, fuck you. I'm buying the rest of the team. Like if you don't give a fuck, you can't get canceled, which is proof of Bill Burr. Like I was we just about, about to say, Bill Burr, Bill Burr doesn't give a fuck. I was just about to say, oh, Bill you Burr. got me. You caught me saying some shit that I fucking wrote down in a notebook and planned to say, motherfuckers. You don't think I know what I was fucking saying? Yeah. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And the combination of the NFL not giving a fuck. It, it's just crazy to me, right? Like it doesn't it doesn't matter how many editorials the Washington Post is going to write or the New York Times or anyone. Right. Because the NFL doesn't give a shit. I mean, remember the Sterling thing. The, the NBA got in pretty quick and we're like, sell the team, motherfucker. You're yeah. Selling this team. We're going to make you can you can, you know, take your time and get your fair price and get, you know, get a, you know, we'll we're not going to get you let you get low balled whatever, you know, um, but you're selling this fucking team. The NFL's like, buy the rest of the team. Buy the rest of the team. We don't give a shit. They're like, you know, it would be great if you could buy the rest of the team right now while Deshaun Watson's being accused of, you know, sex, 16 sexual assaults. I was just going to say, to go back to your initial point about the NFL letting it fly under the radar, it really did. Like, like I was seeing that today. You know, I saw the headline on ESPN, The Athletic, wherever I'm checking for sports news. And I'm thinking, wait, this isn't a bigger news story that Dan Schneider is. Because at one point, I don't know if you remember this, they were trying to get the other owners or other ownership groups possibly to buy the majority stake. Right. To get him out of there. Now he's buying everybody. 
And it's not even a big story. Who's coming with me? <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. But we knew that about Dan Snyder. Yeah, he really doesn't. So uh, that that was interesting news, which I, I'm glad we got to mention real quick because nobody else was definitely talking about it today. And the last NFL news, which shows they're all in finally. The NFL apparently was the last league on this to go in on the gambling stuff. Superdome is no longer going to be the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. It is most likely going to be bought by Caesars. Nice. For our naming rights for 20 years, supposedly at 10 million a year for 200 million. They don't know, you know, Caesars Entertainment, they own a bunch of things. I don't know what they're going to call yeah. it, but the Caesars they own, Dome. They own Harrah's, right? Which is correct. There's, there's a Harrah's in New Orleans, which they're rebranding. They're re, uh, it's going to be Caesars now. And so they're, there you go. they're remodeling. So, yeah. They're actually remodeling. Did you notice they're remodeling the Superdome as well? They're- I'm just glad that, like, I'm just glad that's not Mercedes Benz. There was the Mercedes Benz Superdome. There was a Mercedes Benz uh, Georgia Dome or whatever, like that new Atlanta Stadium. You can't, Mercedes, what do you buy the whole NFC South? Like, well, that's why they didn't renew. Right. Because they have the new stadium in Atlanta. Yeah. Good. But look, obviously, you and I are both in support of legal gambling. It's been a long time coming for this country. Yeah, yeah. And once they get the two together, federally legalize weed and gambling, it's a great match made in yeah. heaven. Get a little Honestly, I look, I look forward to the day that I can gamble in weed, you know, where I can go onto my betting website and be like, I got an eighth on the Niners to win this weekend. And yeah. then you guys send me a fucking eighth. Like, I lo- like, yeah, legalize everything. Yeah, I love it. How, how far are we, let me ask you this. How far are we away from somebody lighting a joint in public and there's not a stigma around it? Um, like, I mean, oh, reefer, look at that guy. I mean, I think we're pretty close in a lot of places already. Sure. Oh, I mean, you know, it's different in California. It's different in California. It would be here. Yeah. I always think of that time in Notre Dame freshman year when we were smoking a joint at tailgate and some of the dorky Notre Dame students before that was 2000 Notre Dame, Purdue game. They Notre Dame beat Drew Brees in a last second field goal. Dorky Notre Dame students, college students walking by us been like, smells like reaver with Bob Marley here. Like they were making jokes like that. And I want to be like, you fucking cucks. I'm getting baked before a game. You dorks. Yeah. Bunch of nerds. I mean, that's the, that's the whole, but that's, you know, what we've as a country and like our government and whatever has done forever, which is to stigmatize it so that you can't because, and this is why they'll, they'll move on gambling and they'll, they'll they'll legalize everything before they legalize shit that makes you sit down and think like, Hey, shit's pretty fucked up. Like they, they've been trying to, you know, make pot evil for, as long as it's been making people fucking go, Hey, government's pretty fucked up. Did you see, did you real quick? I don't want to stay on this too long, but did you see the thing with the Biden administration and weed? Yeah. So stupid. It's ludicrous, but that, listen, that's yeah. So that's the it, corporate, that's corporate Democrats. That's fucking, for anybody who didn't see this. If, if you confess to smoking weed, which the irony is the vice president has, right? 
all those young staffers. Well, what's good for cops isn't good for fucking regular people. We've known that forever. Had cops to resign all the time. Had to resign. Yeah, it's it's fucking stupid as shit. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. But I, this is a great segue. We're talking about marijuana. Someone who loves cannabis and who's a big advocate. I know he's feeling great right now. Is Bill Walton? Oh yeah. He's he's he he must be a pig in shit right now with the uh the the conference of champions dominating the NCAA tournament. Four out of the sixteen teams are from the Pac twelve. And 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 that beat he's like, them. do you know how much do you know how do you know what percentage that is, Andy? Do you know do you know what fraction that is? That's a quarter. <laughs> you know what else is a quarter? The amount of mushrooms I ate before I called the Colorado Arizona game in January. I ate a quarter of mushrooms, and I I, I could have sworn that the referee was at a living buffalo, the great American buffalo. the The only thing that's great about America is the buffalo. I've been saying that for years. This we need to bring the buffalo back. But I'm getting off topic. The Conference of Champions throwing down four of sixteen teams, and you can bet that they'll be there in the end. And you know what? Everybody's saying Gonzaga, 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 whatever they are, his name, that they're going to win it all. And I got to say, Gonzaga has been, you know, ducking the Conference of Champions for going on a decade now. And if you're not going to be in the Conference of Champions, then you can't be a champion until they till they throw it down against better competition on the West Coast. They will never win it all. Wow. Bold claims by Bill. Did you watch that beat? Because down? the thing is, I love Spokane. I love it up there. The, the mountains in the background, the, the crisp Washington air. You're so close to Canada where I almost once uh, went to hide from Vietnam. I'm older than you think, Andy. And, uh, you know, I, I love it up there in Washington. But you guys are in the Pacific Northwest, so you should play in the – we should make it the Pac-13 Come on, join the Conference of Champions. You, I hate to say this. I, you know I don't like to use foul language, but you scaredy cats, get in here. <laughs> Sack up and throw down. Bill, did you have a chance to see any of that historic beatdown that SC put on Kansas? It was the biggest loss by far in the NCAA tournament history for the program of Kansas. And the Pac-12 really just put a big exclamation point on those first couple rounds. I mean, the Trojans, the Trojans entered without. Oh, boy. Bill, you there? Man, you don't like to root for the Trojans. You don't like to see those those guys from USC uh, winning any games. But I've got to say, well, conference of champions over everything. I liked, you know, against my Bruins, I'll, I'll never vote for a Trojan. But, oh, that that night I had on a, a chest of armor and I was holding a sword. And I said, Trojans, you throw it down. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Is there anything that you're looking forward to the most this weekend, Bill? Well, I mean, it's the silliest question of all time. The UCLA Bruins, a tradition built on the back of the great John Wooden and his pyramid of success. You know, everybody talks about the March Madness bracket. 
take the bracket, fold it in half, and turn it sideways. What does it look like to you, Andy? Sure looks like a pyramid to me. They are. <laughs> it seems like they're climbing sideways, but they're really climbing up a sideways turned folded pyramid that is Mark Madness. And I think it's safe to say now, uh, I have I have hit the vaporizer multiple times today. I am on uh, serious psychedelic mushrooms, but I think the Bruins, because who's going to beat a bunch of bears, are going to be the NCAA basketball champions. Wow. You heard it here first. And I'd like to see them battle the Trojans at some point in L.A. versus L.A. rivalry. That 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 downtown Trojans versus the Westwood, the kings of Westwood. Well, the Trojans already have a Pac-12. It's kind of snakes because we're going to lose. Uh, no matter what happens, they're playing Oregon. So we're going to lose a Pac-12 team already from the Sweet 16. One team losing to another in the Pac-12 only makes that winning team stronger. They, it's just like I always say, you can take the energy from, from a downed opponent. You eat it. You suck it in through your third eye. <laughs> it's like when I go to a great... Grateful Dead show and I sit there and I I'm listening to the jam and I'm feeding off of the energy of other people when I leave there I'm flying for 72 hours at a time because I have enveloped all the energy of those other people and they have enveloped my energy so when two Pac-12 teams face each other in a, in a battle to the death one team leaves with that extra Pac-12 energy. I think I think the winner of that game goes on, goes deep into this NCAA tournament, deeper than I went to the rabbit hole of my own mind after eating a half an ounce of mushrooms in college. Love it. Look forward to it, Bill. Thanks for checking in with us. It's been a oh, minute. It's great to be here as always, Andy. I am excited. You hear the excitement in my voice. I've, I had my wife run the cable wire to the TP so that even when I'm sitting outside, I can watch all the games. You know, I had a rule for many years, and Luke knows this, and his good friend Richard Jefferson, who has slept in the teepee many times, also knows this, that we never allowed electricity in the teepee. Why don't we put up some Christmas lights? I said, no, everything in the teepee's got to be natural, natural, natural buffalo skin. There's that buffalo again, Andy, and and wood that we chopped down in our own teepee. But no, not this year, so many great, conference of champion teams i had to run a cable wire we've got a plasma screen tv in that tp that's the tp tv andy Love <laughs> it. throw it down throw down the cable wire and then run it up a pole because we're watching tv in the tp this year absolutely love it bill walton ladies and gentlemen andy it's great to hear from bill walton i have a bill walton i don't want to call it a bill walton story I wish he was here to confirm. I know he's he hangs up really quick when he's when he throws down that phone. There's no getting him to pick it up again. Um, I was recently in San Diego and I was driving. I went to a brewery and uh, on my way to the brewery, I come to I'm at a red light. And just as the red light changes, I'm about to go. And I see a guy screaming down this hill on his bike. And he right he, he goes through the light right as it turns green. Like if I had been quick on the gas, I would have run into this guy. And he cruises around us and he was super fucking tall. And I said to my girlfriend, I said, I think that was Bill Walton. That's amazing. He the guy on this bike was so tall and had and so much a, I was like, I wish, and he was flying by and just rode by us. I was like, I kind of want to spin around and see if that's Bill Walton. I'm not calling it a Bill Walton sighting, but I'm calling it a like like Bigfoot, 
I was just going to say, it's like it's possible I saw Did Bill happen? Walton. Did it it's happen? possible I saw Bill Walton riding his bicycle in San Diego. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. What a legend. It was around this time four years ago when we met the legend. When we went to his... Still the greatest day of my life. His event down in, uh, where was that? Orange County? Yeah. What city was that in Orange County? I think it was like... Costa Mesta or something. What a night. What a night that was. What a night. <laughs> really was. An evening with Bill Walton. It was so great. And we've talked about it so many times on the show. An evening with Bill Walton. We heard him read from the book. He gave a lot of stories, asked a lot of questions. Then you and I met him and we were talking to him. We were showing him the Bill Walton gear. And the next thing you know, we were talking to him like 20 minutes. He oh. fully held up the line. Oh, we talked to him longer than any other person there. Yeah. And he and, loved and- it. Yeah, he loved it. And we kept being like, oh, you got other people. He's like, it's fine. You need me to send me that sweatshirt. Send it to the Bill Walton Galactic Museum in Birmingham, Alabama. And I was like, what are you talking about? He gave you an address and his email. Yeah. The whole thing. Well, Joe, I'm excited about this weekend's games. And I'm even more excited because we're teaming up again with our friends at Stakes on the Stakes app. We are going to be live making questions for the Houston-Syracuse game, which is Saturday night at 9.55, so give or take around 10 o'clock. So Dirtballs, if you haven't downloaded the Stakes app yet, go ahead and download the Stakes app, play Stakes. S-T-A-K-E-S. S-T-A-K-E-S, yes. Like gambling stakes, not edible stakes. And we have our own private group with the Dirty Sports group. Now, Andy, for people who haven't been on stakes yet, explain to people the app and then explain exactly what we are doing, because I think this is pretty cool. Yeah. So basically, I'm going to pull it up right now on my uh, on my own. The app, basically, you go in and you can kind of gamble these coins on things in the game. Like, will will there be a dunk by any player before the next time out? Will there be multiple three pointers that happen before the next stoppage of play? Uh, What will happen first? A block or a charge and we have our own group which is great so you can play against the public but if you download the stake apps you can play search dirty sports and you can join and play in our group and that's what we're going to be calling the game and by that i mean i'm going to be working with them and joe will be we'll both be interacting via the chat but also let's say we want to come up with some fun questions you know Will Jim Beheim have another kid before the game's over? I mean, that's stupid, and we won't ask that one. But you that's see not, what I'm. But it'll be a little bit more dirty sports signature style questions as opposed to the ones that you would normally find in there. Correct. So go ahead and download the Stakes app. Again, that's S T A K E S. And you can play with us Saturday night. And I will send out a tweet reminder before the game. That's the Houston Syracuse game, which. We both agree that we chose that game because that's the game we're looking forward to the most. Well, I have Houston in the final four and a lot of, and Tug, you know, that was, that was one of Tug's predicts, uh, his, his favorites for the tournament. I think they're an exciting team. And then obviously um, one of the two schools I root for and everybody's favorite underdog whenever they get in there, uh, Buddy Bayheim and his dad, Jim Bayheim, Syracuse Orange. Um, yeah, to me, a, a very exciting uh, game and and certainly the one I'm most looking forward to this weekend. Sure. So we had a discussion. I, I just want I just want to 
quick add in a little, what do you would call it? An amendment to a discussion we had Monday about the women's weight room thing mm-hmm. before we moved on to the NBA. Okay. Cause there was an article, which I actually had missed in the wall street journal. Okay. Which laid it out. Um, the women's game has been growing viewership. Um, that's one of the few where you see positive things like they are getting more viewers. They are getting more people interested. The women's college basketball game for sure. But this is a crazy stat. The women's game, the women's, sorry, the women's March Madness, the NCAA tournament for the women is still not profitable yet. The TV contract for the women earns about 33 million a year. The TV contract for the, and, and that is not enough to cover the actual like running of a tournament. Correct. Okay. So it's still not profitable. The men's again, it's just something interesting to hear. I'm not, yeah. I'm just because I thought this was because we talked about money, which by the way, yeah, that like so there's two things to keep in mind when you hear something like that. First of all, n- most sports tournaments, whatever in college, like the you know, let's say the national championship for you know, the NCAA championship for swimming. I'm I'm pretty sure that they're not making enough selling hot dogs and you know tickets to see that as they are the whole thing with all the teams having to travel there and blah 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 blah. so most of these things aren't profitable now that being said men's sports specifically the football the bowl games the basketball the tournament i'm sure you know uh the college world series i I have the numbers i have these things pay for everything yeah so the women's uh, I was wrong. It's not 33. It's 35. Whatever. I was close. I pulled it up right now. So they make about 35 million annually on, on their TV contract. The men's is in the middle of a 22 year deal at $19.6 billion. Right. So the men's is a shade under a billion dollars a year. Right. So that, you know, therein lies the difference 35 million and, you know, 900 plus million. And then here's what's interesting of from 2019, because there was no tournament in 2020 of the 1.1 billion that the NCAA brought in during the 2019 fiscal year, March madness from the men's side accumulated 867 million or 79% of that revenue was just from the TV deals. So there, I mean, there it is. It's it's the big business of right. March Madness, right? And th- and that's all I wanted to. Re- I all I want. I just wanted to bring that up to actually have numbers to put them out there, so people can understand that a little more. So, Charles Barkley dropped something which I didn't see. You had you added it to the rundown. I added it to the rundown because two these two things happen simultaneously almost. And I thought that they were both interesting conversations. I've already seen multiple people weigh in on both conversations, but Barkley started with, and I forget who he was talking to now. Um, he was on a podcast or he was on a show or whatever, but he was definitely zooming in to some place. And he said, and I'm going to, you know, uh, paraphrase, but the gist of it was um, James Harden is the best player in the NBA today. And he's the best offensive player that he has ever seen. Hmm. Now he 
followed that up by saying, Michael, this Kobe, that blah, blah, blah. But he said, from a standpoint, strictly of offense only, he said, neither of those guys had the three point shot that he had. He said, neither of those guys passed as well as he did. Neither of those guys can get to the rim the way he did, which is like, dude, that's like a whole other discussion, which is true. You know, the Harden doesn't have the mid range game. And I would argue why the fuck would he like the mid range game is pretty antiquated at this point. And if you're going to be a guy who shoots a three or gets all the way to the rim and either puts it in yourself or throws like a, a baby lob to somebody, it's a very evolved way of playing. I'm going to, you know, I, I'm less likely to agree with him on he's the best player in the NBA today. And I am more likely to agree with from an offensive only standpoint, he's probably the highest evolution that we've ever seen. And the reason I would say that as compared to LeBron, who I think is a significantly and I know this is saying something because James Harden is a pretty good passer, a significantly better passer than James Harden. James Harden is a significantly better outside shooter than LeBron James. And LeBron James and, and Harden gets a ton of assists. So he just does it in a totally different way than LeBron manages to get his assists. Big claim though. The best offensive player we've ever seen. I kind of tend to agree with him on on an evolution of the game standpoint. It's like, you know, again, unbelievable from three, unbelievable at drawing fouls, unbelievable at getting to the rim when he wants to. He's 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 stockpiling assists at this point. He's pretty good. Yeah, I, I think. Hmm. I don't know. It's just so tough to just give that. I mean, the thing, the argument to, you know, basically the argument is if you go back in eras, no one touches this era when it comes to three point shooting. No one does. So let's stay in. Let's, let's just say the highest evolution of an offensive player is the one that can consistently make points that are worth 150% what the two-pointer is worth. And James Harden gets fouled a lot doing it. So if you're just sticking with the highest evolution of an offensive player is going to be somebody who has a good hold on the the three-point shot, we're now limiting ourselves to like, you know, who's in the discussion? LeBron, Steph, KD, Harden, Luka, Yeah. Damian Lillard, like, you know what I mean? Like these guys and and I just when you when you look at all around offensive game, Harden's is tough to compete with like versus any of those guys. It's not as I think what's what hurts him, whether it's right or wrong, is his game isn't as pretty as a lot of those guys. Sure. But I mean, I think that that's a uh I think that that's beauty's in the eye of the beholder. I think Harden's game is pretty, pretty, um, you know, people don't like the drawing the fouls. People don't like the whatever, but that's 
again, that's part of the evolution of basketball. Everybody flops now. Everybody draws the foul. That's a whole, you know, we, somebody could, I'm not going to, but somebody could write a book on, you know, the European influence in the NBA, the millennial, like the, the, the millennials, the Europeans and televisions like leading to now every single person begs for calls all the time. I, I know who could write it. There's this guy out there. He goes by Manu one of one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Manu on, one of one on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he's this anonymous, just diehard Ginobili fan from Argentina. And uh, he should write it. But when you talk about, you know, like, like Barkley brings up Kobe and Jordan who had like these, this crazy footwork and the crazy ability to get their own shots and make shots that no one else can make with hand. Dude, it's not even close to a guy who's the other night. He dished out 17 assists. Like it's just not even close from like all he does. You add that passing, you add the three point shot. Like to say that Michael Jordan or Kobe, because their mid range footwork was so great. Are the offensive player of a guy who, you know, plays from 40 feet to zero feet. It's, it's pretty unbelievable. I would yeah. argue, like, I would argue, you know, my argument would be of all these guys. And like, you know, you look at a guy like Luca who still has a ways to go. How much better is he going to get? That's the question. But I think if you look at like offensive arsenal, Dame Lillard's pretty good, but he's not hard. Kevin Durant is unbelievable shooter at his height and pretty good at getting to the rack, but he's not dishing out 17 assists in the game. If I had one guy in the history of basketball to get one shot, it's Kevin Durant. But from the passing to everything, like it's pretty hard to argue. Yeah. From just an offensive standpoint, the offensive arsenal the different ways to score or affect scoring. My only real argument will be LeBron James passing that, you know, what, what will never factor in is it's, it's probably the next level of thinking is LeBron James pass that sets up the next pass. Like LeBron James ability to make the long pass. That's basically undefendable and makes the defense shift so fast, but like, those don't get counted as assists, but the hockey pass that LeBron James makes would be my argument for him as like an offensive weapon over the years. But that's like a whole that name now, you know, we're going to really have to get down and dirty if we're going to like figure out the value of that versus the value of Harden's three point shooting, Harden's ability to get to the rack and pass when he does and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, those are the two guys to me that are the argument for offensive skill ever all around offense. Yeah. Correct. Now James Harden, you know him saying James Harden's the best player in the NBA right now. Listen, defense is half the, half the battle. If you're, if you're absolutely incompetent defensively, like you're just not, you're not the, you know, you're not like you, you got to play defense. It's part of the game. So that's to me where his, his he's the best player today. I have way more of an, an issue with that. 
And defense is part of the game, which leads us into the other conversation, which is Draymond Green. Talk about, I mean, people love Draymond Green kind of has a low key LeBron beef through the years. And like people got on LeBron James for saying he's the greatest player of all time, which he probably has a claim to. Obviously, I think so. Draymond Green coming out of nowhere saying he's the greatest defender in history. Is insane. Yeah, that's, he's that's, an idiot. That's, that's insane. I know. I I think Draymond's just, he's just gearing himself up for post-career TV. He just says crazy shit. And I saw Chris Webber talking about it and being like, I love Draymond and I think he is a great defender and he's maybe the grass, the best, most versatile defender in the game today and blah, blah, blah. But like then Draymond and Tony Allen are getting into it on Twitter and it's like, yo, uh, until Dennis Rodman's in this conversation on Twitter or Scotty Pippen chimes in or Bill Russell chimes in or Ben Wallace chimes in or, you know, KG, like there are guys who are just affecting the game so much more drastically, even if it was for a shorter amount of time, or even if it was for a more specific situation, but like, dude, you're a one time I mean, Gary Payton, I get that, I get that, you know, Draymond's pretty versatile. He can guard a lot of positions, but like, dude, so could Rodman Pippen, Pippen and fucking guard everybody. Yeah. I, you you know, come on. I agree. Come on. These, These guys, these guys were so good. Like we had, we had a pretty good era that we got to see. With some of those guys. I mean, you have one defensive. It's not all about that, but you have one defensive player of the year. One. But Ben Wallace has four. Robin has multiple. Pippen was locked down. Locked down defender. And don't remember, Draymond Green was crying in his car and recruiting Kevin Durant because LeBron James, flat out, you know, LeBron James's numbers in those series against the Warriors are otherworldly. I mean, I understand that, you know, uh, Walt Clyde Frazier says this all the time in Knicks games. He, he would say, when I would play against a great scorer, if I held them to their average, I felt like I did a good job. If I held them below their average, it means that they're out, they're scoring more than that against a lot of guys. They're scoring less than that against me. So I'm doing, I felt like I won if I kept the guy below his average. LeBron yeah. James would go into these fucking things and set finals average records. I mean, come on. Exactly. Bro, you're the guy. Draymond's just the giant. Dr- Draymond is that. He's that rare breed of troll and moron. Yeah. Yeah. He's half troll, half moron. He's mostly troll, but he's definitely some moron. Like, what are you doing, man? Come on. Like you're a good, you're a great defender, but I mean, all time, all time. Yeah, it's kind of ludicrous. It's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. It's way, way like like it's infinitely more ludicrous thing to say than Charles Barkley calling James Harden the greatest offensive player of all time. Yeah, I, I just looked. I was like, "What?" You said, "Where? Where's Dennis Rodman in all of this?" I looked at his Twitter. He he's MIA. That's what's going on. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. Let's be honest. 
Dennis Robin lost his Twitter password years ago and has no idea how to recover it. He wouldn't even know where to start. But the one thing I did the only love, reason the only reason Dennis Robin isn't on he should have had his Twitter password tattooed on his neck. Yeah. Is he even on Twitter? Does he have a Twitter? Yeah, he's on Twitter. He's got a good following, but like I saw I couldn't see an original tweet from him since like July or something. Mm-hmm. You know what else Dennis Robin has going for him? We saw in the the Bulls docuseries. He liked to drink Miller Lite. Yeah, he did. I mean, does that tell you everything you need to know? Right? I, w- I wouldn't have even I wouldn't have even f- figured Dennis Rodman for being a Miller Lite drinker. But it makes but sense. Is. Yeah. And Tug told us, Larry Bird, devout Miller Lite drinker, devout. We're like, talking about NBA legends. Yeah. I will not name other beers. But I challenge anyone to find even two legends of that caliber who favor a beer besides Miller Lite. I'll give you the big three. Larry Bird, Dennis Rodman, Joey No Chill Prano. I bring a better starting lineup. Bring one. I mean, it's true. We got legends drinking Miller Lite. You guys really got to join the crew if you're not on board. It's never too late. Hop on board. Miller time. Miller Lite. Great taste with only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs. However you and your friends are enjoying Miller time, you can have the original light beer delivered by going to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports and find the delivery options near you. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Joe is showing off that Miller Lite right now. I am. I'm holding to because I'm I just want everybody to know when I do a dirty sports podcast, I drink simultaneously I drink more Miller lights than Draymond green has defensive players of the year. Like, I mean, there's no reason not to have one for each hand when I'm doing the dirty sports podcast on in the evening. Yeah. Mm. You're ready. You're ready to be defensive player of the year. Let me, I want, I want to bring something up because, uh, it just made me think of it when I made the crazy starting lineup of me, Larry Bird, and Dennis Rodman. I started thinking, well, what, what a basketball lineup that would be. And then, like, I was like, man, we could round that out with two other nobodies and pretty be pretty, it's pretty high goat status right there. Now, I saw a great tweet from Tug's buddy, Meb, sure. who, you, who I know you know. Yeah. And, and we can keep this brief, but this just reminded me of it. He asked this question. Would prime Shaq and prime Kobe and three literal dudes off the street win March Madness? To which I said, no fucking doubt about it. It's a great, that is a great discussion. I mean, it's a great hypothetical. We've seen Jimmer go into multiple rounds. We've seen CJ McCollum and literal guys off the street. Wally Zerbiak beat Duke. We've seen Steph Curry and a bunch of guys you never heard of the I prime Kobe and prime most, most importantly prime Shaquille O'Neal. I was just thinking who's, who's 40, 20. No, no NBA Shaquille O'Neal. 
There's he would be it would be it would be it would oh, be I, oh fourth one. I'm saying he's getting fifth. Shaq's getting 50 30 a game. No, that's what I'm saying. He was getting 40 and 20 in the NBA against fucking, you know, David Robinson. 40 20 NBA finals, Shaquille O'Neal versus college kids would be Adam Sandler in the schoolyard. Now you're all in big, big trouble. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't even be close. And the idea of having a, a shooter with him in Kobe, it'd be pretty lethal. That would be a much better March Madness than anything we've ever seen before. I, I just don't even think it's, I don't, I say no doubt about it. I mean, who is anybody? Are we talking like you or Maddie Goldberg? I mean, there is a disparity. I, I'm talking about like me, you, and Goldberg. Me, you, Goldberg, Shaq, Kobe, Prime Shaq, Kobe against this March Madness. Yeah, but yeah, but we'd be we'd be basically worthless. But so then, what happens? So what, buddy? So they triple. So buddy Bayheim fucking scores on Maddie Goldberg. He makes every single shot. He's not going to go 100%. The, and if he gets by Goldberg, they triple team he still Shaq. Has to go to Shaq. So you Andy, think about what you're saying. They triple team Shaq. So now they have two guys to guard prime Kobe. I'm not even the world's biggest Kobe Bryant fan, but Kobe Bryant was double teamed for much of his NBA career, let alone by nobody fucking college kids. And by the way, Matty Goldberg could sleep in his bunk bed or whatever. Like, so if two guys are on Shaq and three guys are on Kobe, we're just, we're, you and I are just getting open layups. Hmm. I mean, I can shoot the same percentage on wide open, uncovered five footers as Buddy Beheim can make on a covered three pointer. That's for sure. It's a pretty crazy it's not scenario. Even a question to me. I don't know. It's not even a question to me. I was like, at a hundred percent. We're talking about two guys that dominated in their primes. The jump from the college to the NBA is insane. Sure. We're not talking about nineteen-year-old LSU Jack. We're talking about fully formed Shaquille O'Neal. That's a, dude with, that's a great, like, wh where's he come up? That's a good one to come up with. Yeah, I don't know. I think he was having that discussion with somebody else. That's why he put it on his Twitter. But I was like, a 100%. There's no doubt about it. Dude, Jimmer was winning fucking to give out. He's 5'11". He's, he's he went to BYU. CJ McCollum beat Duke by himself. Yeah, Steph Curry took them to the lead eight. Baby Steph Curry. 145 pounds, Steph Curry, not prime Steph Curry. Was it me and you? Oh, no, it was me and Nick. We were watching one of those games. It was on. You remember when the pandemic hit last year? They were just showing old games from March Madness. Me and Nikki D watched one of those Davidson games. That's when Steph Curry had to like really like put effort into like, right? bro, he was a child. Five years later, he's in the NBA shooting it from 40 feet out. Yeah, he, he was balling out. By the way, can we just talk about how Prime Shaq and Kobe won the NBA championship with a bunch of nobodies on their team? I mean, three years what in are a we row. talking about? 
They're great role players, though. Yeah, fucking Rick Fox and you know Robert Orr. Robert Orr, like yeah, great role Derek players. Fisher, sure. If they have a single other fucking NBA All Star on their team, it was. It's not even a doubt in my mind. I think they would roll. I think Shaq would sleep through the first couple of rounds. I just think like like we'd be so exhausted if you put guys like me and you old ass dudes. We'd be so exhausted. I mean, okay. I, you, you and I could not guard a single person on an NCAA team. Not no, a single but person. But you just stay and you just stay near them. So what? They're not going to score a hundred percent of their baskets. Shaq is going to score one hundred percent of his baskets. <laughs> Can you imagine some fucking kid? Trying to stop Prime Shaq from fucking, dude. He's pulling down. He's pulling down fucking stanchions in the NBA. It's a crazy scenario. It's a hundred percent Shaq and Kobe. <laughs> That's the scenario. I don't. I was like, I don't even know why this is a question. This is craziness. I was like, I'm offended on behalf of the legacy of Kobe Bryant. You want to hear from uh, some of the dirt balls, some of the dirt balls who could be on that team, that that Shaq Kobe team. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's do some dirt ball calls. Hey, what's up, guys? It's uh, Randy. Uh, Army dirt ball. Uh, sorry, I'm kind of drunk at the moment, but uh so I- uh, come on, pause it there. Like I love when it's like like. Did you say army dirt ball? Yeah, he's in the army. But but it's like Sorry, I'm kind of drunk. It's so funny. He you can tell he's 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 lit. I mean, listen to this call. Well, I was on uh, the PlayStation Store the other day, and they had all three Spyro games on sale for like. 20, 25 bucks. Um, and I played Spyro a lot when I was a little kid. What Spyro is? Uh, so I was just wondering, what are, you know, some like nostalgic. Yeah. Do you do, I'm going to pause again. Do you have, I don't have no clue what Spyro is. I have no idea. Okay. Fucking Randy. Video games for you guys. I just listened to the episode with Tug and, uh, Nostalgia was a, you know, big, big discussion point on the episode. So, yeah, like any video games that you guys, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> big, big nostalgia games. Jesus, Randy, just say, what were your favorite video games growing uh, up? Just, just curious about that. All right. Uh, stay dirty, boys. Bye. <laughs> oh, Randy. So. Well, well, there's a reason I bought a combination Galaga Pac-Man because I fucking that, that's nostalgia going to Pizza Hut. You're sitting down at a table. I'm like, dude, now I'm a grown ass man. I'm almost 40 years old. I get to play it. NBA Jam. Great. Yeah. Contra. Mortal Kombat. Mario Kart. Mario Kart. I was not I was never as big. Mar- the original Super Mario Brothers is come on. Mm, nah, no, I was always a sports game guy and always like, uh, I'm always a sports game guy or something I can compete with other people. And like, just like sitting around and playing it on my own. I never did a ton of that. 
Um, Tony Hawk pro skater back in the day, did a lot of Tony Hawk, uh, probably the game I played the most solo. Um, and, and I, I realized that there's many iterations of these, but like Madden FIFA, I loved a lot of FIFA, um, NBA jam for sure. NBA live 95 NBA 2k, the original, um, NHL 94. Oh man. The original, original back in the day and then fucking the NHL 95 when when they took out the heads bleeding um all those sports games for sure um and then I'll throw out this one cuz I said Tony Hawk's pro skater I just had to look it up cuz I couldn't even remember I was like it wasn't Sean White cuz he was in the game as like a 13 year old or something like that Sean Palmer's pro snowboarder had the most fun one of the I can't even believe that they didn't keep doing this and I cannot believe it was like somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but it was like the only game version of this that I ever played. You would play two people. You'd go down the same mountain side by side through pro snowboarder and the fucking boards were sick. And if you threw a big trick, it would make your opponent's side smaller. And if so, if you would go back and forth, big tricks would push. It was called push. You would push each other's side of the screen until eventually one guy pushed the other guy off the screen, or you finished the the uh, course. Whoever was whoever had more of the screen would win. And it was so fucking sick. We played it so much. And now I'm talking about. I was 22 when that shit was out. I was playing that in my fucking apartment pre-game like first year out of college i mean that and fifa obsessed sickest game ever and they didn't they never brought it back interesting somebody tell me if there's another version of push out there or if you're old enough to remember sean palmer pro snowboarders push gameplay mode just let's let's bask in how fucking sick that was. It was unbelievable. I'll tell you one thing: video games with you talk about a combo. We talked about it earlier. Video games and marijuana, you a match made in heaven. Oh yeah, oh like, that's exactly what it was. Me and my buddy Veal sitting around smoking. He was living on my he lived on my couch for like six months. His name was Veal. His name's Neil, but we called him Veal. It's a long story. Mikey nicknamed his brother Meat, and then. <laughs> Meat, meat's brother was veal veal's veal neil was veal you guys he brought the weed i brought the apartment the video games <laughs> and the music and we would sit there and it was so funny veal big smoker not big party guy veal would sit on the couch with me while i while i slam beers we'd smoke we'd play fifa play john palmer push and then i'd go drink and he would just stay on my couch I'd be like you're just so you're just staying here at my place all right. See you in seven hours. Come back shout, all wasted. Shout out to those guys. Shout out to the guys. I feel like they were ahead of their time. The guys who weren't big drinkers, but would just get baked. Yeah. And he was like, I got stomach issues, you know? And you're like, all right, buddy. Just say you get hammered too fast and you make a fool of yourself. Oh, he was a stomach issue guy? Yeah, he was like an Ivy, you know, he is whatever. He just didn't like to drink. That's cool. That's fine. Yeah. There was, we had some guys like that in my fraternity. Like they didn't really drink. They would just get baked. 
and I never got it. And then I stopped drinking, which by the way, seven year anniversary of the denting coming up soon. It's upon us. Yeah. April 5th, 2014. At the 10 year mark, we're going to have to do an oral history of the denting. (laughs) There's some new dirt balls that are listening saying, what the hell are you guys talking about? What is the denting? Old denty. I've uncovered some new evidence. Oh, not evidence, but medical diagnosis. Wow. I found, I found an old email my mom had sent. Cause mind you, I'm all doped up in the hospital on drugs. I guess it was pretty serious. <laughs> like I knew it was, but then I'm reading this email the other day, like, holy shit. And I didn't realize how many drugs I was on after the denting. Yeah. Like I'm I knew sure you're on. I knew I was on drugs. I knew I was on steroids. I knew I was on a few things, anti-seizure medication for like a month. But I didn't realize they were very concerned about. Dude, I'm the luckiest guy alive. Like seriously. Like for me to come out. I like that. At first I thought he said anti-seizure and then I was like, "Oh, he said he meant seizure." I was like, "Anti did it stop people from stabbing you in the back?" <laughs> maybe maybe my A2 Goldberg. <laughs> Maybe, maybe my uh, speech came, came wrong while I'm talking about it. it came wrong. Jesus. My speech. I'm, I'm going. I mean, I, now you've got full Deshaun Watson. You came wrong. How do you come wrong? I'm, I'm, well, when, they're, when they don't want you to and you're getting massage. Yeah. This is, this is unbelievable. Uh, there is a call about me from the past, a paid call. Let's go. I'm Kyle Aronofsky. Ooh, Kyle Aronofsky poning up the old uh, little pork roll yid money. Spend a little pork roll yid money. Let's see what he has to say. What's going on, boys? Kyle Aronofsky calling back once again from beautiful Tom's River, New Jersey, home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions. Just listening to Monday's podcast, um, you asked for some feedback from hockey fans regarding um, can a mediocre goalie win a Stanley Cup? Um, the answer, short answer is no. There have been goalies who are not known as, you know, top of the league starters that had gone on big playoff runs and won a Stanley Cup. The latest that comes to mind is, uh, Antti Niemi. He was the goalie for the Blackhawks in 2010. Um, he wasn't the starter until like late in the season. He had like a great playoff run, um, played his best hockey. Um, and then, you know, they won the cup and he signed a couple contracts with some other teams and just never got back to that level. Uh, there's another guy, Jordan Bennington in his rookie year, won it with the blues in what was that 2019. Um, and he hasn't really played nearly that well, but you, you can't play mediocre in the playoffs. You're going to have to win some game sevens. You're going to have to play well in overtimes to, uh, to win 16 games and win the cup. But the real reason for my call is, uh, to go over some of Ruther's outstanding bets. Wow. Um, there's one where you're supposed to wear the L chain for two weeks. That never That's happened. And the other one was you're supposed to wear uh MAGA gear on the Venice boardwalk. Um, definitely can't do that. You don't live there anymore. It's, I'm assuming it's pretty dead over there. So I think what you should do uh, now that you have your Kings Island uh, season pass, I think you have to do at least a couple days with the L chain, wear it on all the roller coasters. Um, <laughs> Definitely more annoying and more of a nuisance, I would imagine, than just wearing it around or, you know, cleaning your garage and hanging out in the basement with it on. Um, the other thing is the MAGA gear doesn't even make sense anymore. You're in Ohio. All right. Later.
Yeah, the MAGA gear in Ohio is like you're just getting high fives from neighbors. <laughs> That's it. You, know, it's actually it's very divided here. Yeah, I, I said I noticed that it's it's extremely divided. Um. So well, first few- of all, thank you for the great information on the hockey goalies. It's great to hear. Second of all, I want to thank Kyle for sending me. He sent me a pork roll yid t-shirt and some pork roll yid stickers. So follow at the pork roll. I think it's just at pork roll yid. He uh, he reviews pork rolls around New Jersey. Kyle makes in some green, uh, makes in some leafy greens as well. I feel like you've put on weight since you started doing the pork roll thing. Don't eat, don't don't have a heart attack because you're eating all these pork rolls. Um, now let's get to your outstanding bets. The L chain is outstanding. I agree. I kind of like this. I kind of like, like, what is, what was it supposed to be two weeks? Like, I almost feel like five, five. I might not even go trips to, Kings to Kings Island. I might not even go five times. Well, then we're going to need, okay, here's what I'll say. Well, I think there's each, a lot of things. There's I a think, lot of things to play. I here. think each L chain trip to Kings Island is worth three full days. I'll say this. Are they letting me? I mean, these roller coasters are insane. Yeah. No way they're letting me get on a roller coaster. But I like in theory what he's saying. It's like if you walked around this whole, if you just walk, like there's a lot of people getting eyes on the L chain. You know what I'm saying? People are going True. like, what is the deal with this guy in his chain? But also you are in an amusement park where people wear all kinds of goofy shit. I mean, you go to Disneyland, this guy's literally wearing goofy hats. So you wouldn't be that out of place. Well, I see. My, I need some public appearances in the L chain. Is what I need. My brother's in the YouTube comments. He says he will enforce this one because he has Ooh. a King's Island pass. Love it. So we do have an enforcer. Which one of your brothers? Mark, my little brother. Mark, I love it. Mark, also tell us other public events that Andy will attend. Maybe family events, whatever, where where the L chain can be donned in exchange for just like a day or a couple days. Because like that. Sitting in your sitting in your parents' basement with the L chain on is really not the it's not the it's not I what agree. I envisioned when I, I was agree. Like, you going to Costco and going to you know your favorite taco still, spot with Nikki D. I can still do that. Also, you're gonna be out here. You're gonna be out here for for 10 days. Pack that L chain. The L chain's gotta be fixed. I've been hearing this for a year. I know, but it's gotta be fixed. I found it. I, w- I was in New Hall storage today. It's in storage. I brought it. There's no way they're letting me ride some of these wild roller coasters. Uh, how no, do you prob- feel about that? Like, probably not. Would probably. that bother you if, if they're like, dude, you got to take it off? Well, I'd like to, I'd like to test it I'd out. I'd like to find that out for sure. Okay. <laughs> but my, my question to you yeah, is the ones that flip around and shit, but like, I bet you you could wear it on the, uh, I bet you could wear it on the old wooden coaster. That one's insane. The beast? No way. It doesn't flip, right? No, but it's all over the place, dude. Then knock a guy, knock a guy's face out. <laughs> now, beast. now the MAGA bet, there's a little bit of inconsistency with the history. Yeah. I, I can say, I'll, I'll let you make your point. I can say, I don't recall. I'm going full. I have no, I, I, I truly don't, but I believe you. I believe you. I black out during these shows. I don't remember what I said on last episode. So I no, definitely don't remember. There was no bet on the MAGA thing. The MAGA was you dropped your comedy special election day 2016. Correct. I was trying to throw you a bone as right. a friend and podcast co-host. Which saying, I appreciate. And I tweeted out, which sorry, that's no longer there. Sorry, guys. Joe and I had to do some damage control. I got we got to get paid. 
no damage control, just, you know. Regardless, I tweeted out if you sold enough specials at a certain 24-hour, 48-hour period. That you would I, wear the L-chain. Or no, that, that you would wear the MAGA gear. That I wear the MAGA gear in L.A. at a rally. Like a Hillary rally or something right, like that. Right. You did tell me, Ruther, I didn't meet that. I didn't meet the goal. Yeah. So that's what right. that was for. So, and I, and I certainly, I certainly am not trying to make you pay up on something you were trying to help me on. I don't recall that. If that's what that was, you totally get a pass from me. Yeah. Okay. Cause that's what happened. Okay. I believe you. I know there's some dirty sports historians out there. And if, if that checks out with the, you know, the Jesse Stangas of the world or our boy Luke on original, who I know is will, will come up here in a minute. I totally, I, I trust you. I trust you. I have no reason not to trust you. And I yeah. appreciate your efforts in regards to my comedy special, which is still available on Amazon prime. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my little brother is making another suggestion. Jesus. Now I'm getting teamed up upon it. I the love chain. I'm going to do an Easter egg hunt at the house for the kids on Easter. And I bought a bunny costume. Like I'm going all in. He thinks I should wear the L chain while I'm the Easter bunny. Seems fair. It's worth, that's worth a full day for me. They're going to, it's going to confuse the kids. The the kids won't care. Explain it to the kids. These kids are, yeah, yeah. Smart family. Hey, I lost a bet. I had to wear the L chain. Uncle Mark said I had to do it during the, uh, Easter bunny. Here I am. This is unbelievable. Yeah. I, I, I will need some confirmation. I'm almost positive on the, the MAGA thing. I, 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 I know it was, it was, uh, it was attend that rally. Remember we were going to go. Remember it was rainy. Yep. It was election day. I'm sorry. No, it was inauguration day. There was yeah. an anti-Trump rally. Do you remember this at all? I kind of vaguely. Yeah. And you and I were going to go. And then I remember being like, it's rainy and you didn't even meet the quota. Again, it wasn't like, I was just like, do you want me to play what, what unoriginal found? Well, yeah. For, before you do that, I want to, I want to mention one more thing because I have a very similar thing. It wasn't a bet. Let me just see what, if this is an up, um, it wasn't a bet, but okay. So, this podcast just dropped yesterday. I just recorded this uh, with our boy, Josh Nelson. And uh, I'm doing his show down in PB tomorrow, the PB Backyard Show. Um, our boy, Josh Nelson, started a new podcast recently called What's Your Price? And the, the idea of the podcast, I just recorded this a couple days ago, is name your price. Like he tells you, like, what, how much would it cost for you to fight Mike Tyson in his prime? How much would it cost for you to sleep in a dumpster for 24 hours? How much would it cost? Whatever. Now for comedy, but also for, you know, legitimate, like to be, please listen to it and you can hear the whole thing. But to preview one of the questions for you, uh, Josh told me, he goes, how much to take a fastball from like off your body, like get drilled with a fastball from a big leaguer. And I was like, 
any big leaguer, like just big leaguer X. I mean, are we talking about, you know, Jamie Moyer, you know, a light throwing lefty? Are we talking about, he's like Randy Johnson in his prime. I'm like, whoa, like there's a whole other, I was like, that's a, that, now we're talking about like one of the most lethal flamethrowers of all time. Like that's a way other question. And I forget what the, I think I said maybe like five grand for range. I was like, I'll break a rib. You know what I mean? He's like, okay, ball player X, like Joe ball player, you know, he's a major league pitcher. And I was like, I don't know, $500. And my reasoning was like, if the money's right there, you know I mean? If somebody shows you $500 and like, you just got to take a fastball off the back. Maybe I went a little low, but it's not that low. Like $500 is a good amount of money for, you know, 20 minutes of pain. You went low. I went low. So he agrees I went low and he calls up Jeff Dye, who knows some fucking big leaguers. And now apparently some big leaguer is going to drill me for $500. So this is in the works. Uh, keep your eye, listen to what's your price to see the other things. I, I like it. Probably lowballed on. But and apparently now I'm going to have to wear one from a big leaguer. So keep your eye out for me wearing one. Hopefully at 41, it, again, it doesn't puncture a lung or something. But uh, where are you getting yeah. hit? Does it matter? Well, that's what I said. I, I mean, obviously, hopefully, you know, like hopefully it drills me in the butt or something like that. But I mean, when you it's a whole other thing, too, when you know you're getting drilled, like I'm just going to go up there, hold a bat. The second he goes into his mind, it's even worse when you know you're going to get hit. I know. But I feel like also you can then pre- like a smart baseball. Like if a guy throws it at you, you kind of turn you know, you kind of show your back to the ball and just wear it as opposed to like, if you don't do that in time and you wear it, but like, I'm hoping I can get at the very least an elbow guard, like hitting me in the elbow would suck. Um, but otherwise like he's going to go into his lineup and I'm just going to show my number and just wear one in the back or hopefully the butt, hopefully not the head and hopefully wear, not the rib. Wear a cup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be hard for it to get that way, but yeah, for sure. So you went, you went low, but still, I agree. I went low, but $500 you know, straight cash. Homie. I didn't go that low. It's pro- a thousand is probably the right number, but yeah, you know, provided I don't crack a rib. So that's, that's upon us, but you can also listen to that podcast. What's your price with Josh Nelson? I think mine's the latest episode. Came that's a good yesterday. premise of a podcast. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was fun. I like that. That's good. So the dirt balls always come through. They really do. Last week, I said, I know I played an answering machine message from my parents years ago. Can anybody find it? And Luke, longtime dirtball, unoriginal on Twitter. Former intern of the Cooks Comedy. Shoots me a few episodes. Love Luke, by the way. Shout out. I'm glad that to hear that Luke is still listening. I'm so excited that this... In, in addition to him finding the message, so excited to hear Luke still listens. Cooks for life, bro. Great to hear that you're still out there. So get this. This was this was my father. Rest in peace, the late, great Wal Ruther. This was his Dirty Sports debut, audio-wise, from an episode February 2nd. I believe it was my mom's, too. February 2nd. Uh, 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 Thank you, Joe. Me. Sorry. Appreciate that. 
So I'm discussing right, in my, the, right in the middle of your eulogy of my dead parents. I really makes <laughs> sorry, me feel good. Sorry. It really Just makes gotta, me feel. I, it was not planned. My apologies also to your brother who's listening. I'm sorry, Mark. That was, <laughs> uh, you know, unintended. I didn't mean to, you know, pass oral gas during your, during the remembrance portion of the show. Just, yeah. You know, when it happens, it happens. So this is from February 2nd, 2015. <laughs> The first episode after the Patriots Seahawks Super Bowl. The episode was titled Pete Carroll coaches hashtag like a girl. Yeah. We were mocking some sort of Super Bowl ad. Right. It was episode 76 of 76. the Dirty Sports Podcast. And now we're on what? 714? Today's episode 714. Correct. So this is the call between uh between my parents this is the answering machine message with my mom and dad so my mom sends me this text to my brothers she's like you guys are gonna love this so my dad walt ruther as you guys all know can we pause yeah. it for one second yeah can we pause it for one second i love that was this pre-denting yes no, 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 no. Post-denting. Post-denting. No, no, no. Why? Pre, pre. Pre-denting. Why do you sound like a morning radio DJ? I'm like, yeah, I'm the zoo. We got a call from my dad. We're here on the zoo. Wah, wah. Oh, I sound so ridiculous. I'm not hey. as mellow as I am now. I sound so ridiculous. I feel like the denting dropped your voice two octaves. It's way higher back then, isn't it? Yeah. I told you. Welcome to another episode of the Dirty Sports, where we play a lot of <laughs> prank calls. So yeah, my here's voice another is... prank call from a dad. This is, you know, Walt calling Costco. <laughs> this is six years ago. My voice has changed. <laughs> Let's see if your voice has changed. Okay. The legend, the original Dented, the original. <laughs> The original Dead senior. <laughs> no, so this is I, I stand corrected. This is this is a year after the denting. denting. That would be that would be pretty awesome if I was just calling you Dented, just seeing the future. It's like, yeah, post dent. Harvey Dented senior. No chill, no chill. <laughs> My dad's an old dude. He's seventy one. He has hearing aids. Uh, he can't hear worth shit if they're not in. He can't hear it all. I feel like he's just turned his brain off at this point because of you guys. So, you know, he raised five. Selective hearing. Yeah, he's raised five boys. I mean, he, the dude, he's been working his whole life. So anyway, my mom sends this this uh, audio. This is from their answering machine. First of all, I love I love the home phone answering machine. Yeah, you got a landline going. Like my parents, like, what is this, 1988? So this is my mom calling my dad and the answering I'm machine. I'm surprised your mom didn't film this on a video camera and mail you the tape to watch. Right? I know. <laughs> so this is my mom calling my dad from the grocery store and the answering machine was on. And this is the whole exchange of my mom talking to my dad. Walt, hello? Yeah. I'm shopping at Kroger's for a couple things. Should I just get some milk? You're talking to who? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I am shopping <laughs> at Kroger's. Should I get milk? <laughs> You're at Kroger's? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me get a different phone. This damn phone is no good. 
All right, so that's this damn so, phone is no good. This and that's always his excuse. This damn phone is no good. I love that I laughed in unison with myself. I was synchronized laughing with, with my, this is real Back to the Future shit. Yeah, you were laughing now, and you were laughing from February second, almost identically. I was like, man, yeah. I mean, how great is that? I love your mom coming back with the like. You can hear the years of. Dealing with your dad, your mom comes back with it. Sounded like she all of a sudden got a megaphone and she was like, I'm at Kroger's. <laughs> Do you want milk? I, you know what? I can't tell you how much joy that brings me. And, and when I first heard it, when I looked that up again, much love to Luke on that. It was that odd combo of I'm laughing, but also I'm like crying at the same time. Right. Cause I'm like yeah. hearing my parents. So like I have tears, but I'm laughing out loud. And like, like you said, like, that's just like, that's my, like yeah. that 30 seconds. It's so small, but that encompasses so much of their relationship. And that'll always put me in a good mood when I hear it. So Seriously, thank you, Luke. And I'm glad that I've become a man that my balls have dropped. Yeah. We got my we got my mom on the phone from uh Kroger's. There you go. Another another Joanne calls Walt here on the morning zoo. <laughs> I was doing radio at the time, so maybe yeah. that was rubbing off on me. But, Your dad is so funny. Oh, he's so <laughs> funny. <mom. laughs> Dude, you know what was so great? My my dad would he would say shit that like what was his first response? She goes, I'm <laughs> what did he say first? You're, goes, You're calling where? You're calling what? <laughs> you know what I thought of the other day, which I was laughing about. We went to my niece's music recital for her high school. She goes to an all girl high school two years ago. And my dad, I don't, it, it's such a dumb joke, but it was so funny. Like in between them playing songs, you know, it's, it's packed. It's like 200 people in a theater auditorium. He says so loud. Oh, I just realized this is an all girls school. It was so dumb, but like, it was so funny. And I laughed so hard and my mom slapped my leg. Like you can't laugh. like, and on the way home, she told him she would never go to another one of those things again with him. And then she also chewed me out for laughing at his jokes. <laughs> <laughs> this is an all girls school. Like thinking he's hilarious. And I'm like, you are funny. Like he, dude, he's way funnier than me. Just that, I, that I agree. I've been trying. I was trying to get Walt to co-host the show with me forever. I was like, <laughs> we can let Andy, we can let Andy do the Z Morning Zoo on his own. Holy shit! Unbelievable. Well, let's end on that. We get, we got a few more. Or do you want to do a couple more calls? Sure. You always say sure on these night shows. I don't care. Yeah, on these night shows. What do I got to do? Okay. My day's done, you know what I mean? I got my swim in today. Today, And also, my Wednesday is usually pretty light. So here, what do I I got to do? The only issue I have is like this computer I have. And I I don't know. I think I've mentioned this to 
before, but I, but since Luke was so helpful with this call, I'm going to throw it out there. I do. I, when I zoom in, I zoom in on this Microsoft surface that my brother gave me because the camera is really good. 45 minutes into using it, the, the screen goes bonkers. And like, I feel like I'm going to get, you know, autism just looking at the screen. It's like, it's like max head roaming 45 minutes in. The only reason I ever want to get off when I don't have anything to do is because this thing is going to give me epilepsy. If anybody knows how to fix that, well, <laughs> I, into my DMs. I mean, we can end the show, Joe. No, it's fine. Let's do one more call. That's okay. it. We're on the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> you want to end? Okay, I'll let you pick. Okay. We have Jay from Minnesota responding again to the Wisconsin caller. I we're doing it. we're doing call madness. <laughs> Two calls, only one spot in the Sweet Sixteen. Prano, here's the calls. We got okay. What do you got? Jay from Minnesota. Remember, he's he Our keeps Minnesota going, farmer dirt ball. He keeps going back and forth with Wisconsin dirt ball. Right, right. There's the Wisconsin Minnesota beef. Okay. Or we have a first time caller. With well, a question. this is easy. First time caller. Yeah. Long time listener. First time caller. Yeah, I love you, Jay. I appreciate all your calls. Don't don't give up. Don't ever give up. But uh, and we'll, first, yeah, we got, a, and, we got ourselves a first timer here. And Jay, we'll get to your call next episode. 310-359-8365. There you go. Hey, hey, Joe and Andy. Uh, this is Stephen calling from uh, South Bend, Indiana. Do you guys think that? Last year's Tampa Bay team that won the Super Bowl makes it to the Super Bowl and wins it if they have Jameis Winston as their quarterback. They have the whole rest of their team the same, just different quarterback. And if not, do you think they even make it to the playoffs? Uh, thanks, guys, and uh, stay dirty. Um, we had another call during that call. so They went 11-5 and five last year, right? Correct. Here's what I'll say. The idea that James Winston wins the Super Bowl is ludicrous. It's insanity. He literally is everything you don't want in a Super Bowl quarterback. Like a, a turnover machine. Yeah. Um, no way that team wins the Super Bowl with James Winston. Just as I am going to be a hard seller on the state on the Jameis Winston Saints. I'm not sure the Jameis it's early. Free agency's not even over. The draft isn't over. I'm not sure the Saints make the playoffs with Jameis Winston. Do the Bucks make the playoffs last year with Jameis Winston? Here's what I'll say. I don't know, but I think that the roster improvements were good enough that. A Jameis Winston, I think he was a nine and seven quarterback on that team, as opposed to seven and nine the couple of years before. I think that their roster changes were worth two games, but his turnovers were worth two games. So I think they're a nine and seven team. Does nine and seven make the playoffs as a wild card last year in the NFC? I don't know. Think, I, of, think about those first two games. Those tough defensive you can't turn the ball over Washington and New Orleans games no way Jameis Winston wins those games because he's doing exactly what you can't do and turn the ball over you're saying in the in the playoffs yeah I'm saying I'm saying you put Jameis against the Washington football team 
it's a close game, right? Yeah. But Brady's not turning the ball over. He's not doing much, but he's right. not turning it over. And the same way for the Saints game. He's not doing much, but he's not throwing three picks. The Bears last year, what was their record? Were they nine and seven? I think they were eight and eight. The Bears were eight and eight? The Bears eight and eight or nine and seven. And Let's just put it this way. If the Bucks go nine and seven and get in that Bears seven spot, they're not beating New Orleans in round one. If the Bears finish worse than their Rams and they're in that sixth spot, they're not beating Seattle. Tampa was five last year. Let's say they're better than the Bears last year. Bears were eight and eight. Okay, let's say they're nine and seven. They're better than the Bears. They're worse than the Rams. They get Seattle on the road. No fucking way he wins that game. You you just can't turn the ball over. I'm gonna be a seller on the Saints, the Jameis Saints. If is he starting? The, is he starting? Know. That's what I think. I think it's if he wins the job out of camp. Nothing is funnier to me than Jameis Winston defenders. I mean, I mean, you you look at that jackass's Twitter. I I haven't I haven't I haven't blocked. It's I like, like I have like five I have like five people that aren't just like faceless trolls blocked. I guess technically he's a faceless troll. It's like, dude, you can't be a Jesus freak and support a guy who's had numerous sexual assault I, I, slash rape. Is he waiting on the Deshaun Watson thing? I don't know. I I'm haven't sure looked at is. it. I'm sure he is. If this was Jameis. Did you see Jameis crying? I, I, I quote tweeted on Dirty Sports Twitter. Oh, what was he crying about? About what Drew Brees meant to him. <laughs> it's 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 so awkward and like so. It's the W eating. It's just so oh, performative. It's exactly. You got to watch it. You're like, dude, are you trying to win an Oscar? Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? I do love the idea of him starting and the Saints taking a whole step back. Like, I love that. Yeah. I that would be some, that would be some fun hate watching. Well, I, I don't know. Did I say this before? Or did I just think it? It's, it's funny when I have a sports thought and I'm like, did I ever say that on the dirty sports? But like, and I, if he wasn't blocked, and I wanted to go down a fucking like total disastrous rabbit hole with him. I would be like, if Jameis starts for the Saints and the Saints don't make the playoffs, it's the whole the Jameis argument's fucking over, right? Yeah. If he takes over for Drew Brees, who was a shell of himself last year. And they still won the division and they don't make the playoffs as a wild card this year. They don't make the playoffs this year. The argument, J J Jameis Winston, Jameis one of one, just to close up shop and burn the books, right? He, he won't. I know he won't, but I'm saying like, I want him on the record right now. If he wasn't going to take me into, well, here's why the Saints aren't going to be as good as they've been. Like, that's what I think. But like, it, for all reasonable people, if Jameis doesn't win a play, if, if Jameis doesn't make the playoffs with this Saints team, we're not even. I mean, I already think the argument's over, but I'm just saying. 
obviously calls like this, no offense to the caller. I think it was a great call and a great question, but like, obviously people are still, you know, sort of like, could he win if you had this wrong? Like if you go on the saints team, they have a great defense and you don't win. You don't make the playoffs. Yeah. I agree. All right, 310-359-8365. Give us a ring. We'll get to some calls on Monday. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Dirty Sports. Drop an iTunes review. Even if you've left a review, leave another one. Update it. I'll send you two koozies. It's that easy. I got tons of koozies here at the house. Leave your Twitter Instagram handle, and I'll send you those koozies. At Joe Prano on Instagram and all other social media sites at Fix Your Life on Twitter. I feel like I got a lot of my plugs in. I'm doing Josh Nelson's PB Backyard Show tomorrow. I just did his podcast, What's Your Price? It's available on Spotify for sure because that's where I just looked it up. Uh, Drink Miller Lite. My special still on Amazon. Rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. I don't know. All the all the things. Yeah, you guys know what to do. I'm on Cameo. <laughs> Guys, have a uh, a lovely weekend. Spring is here, baby. Let's do it up. Uh, we'll see you guys back on Monday. Stay safe. And Stay don't smart. forget, condoms are for Deshaun Watson massages. I mean. Dude, you, I was so smooth to end it. And you just, just, <laughs> just, just, just this is this is a throwback. A little throwback. Little throwback. Also, you know. If you can't get a massage without, I mean, this isn't even a, this is like a, a point as well. You a little lit over there, fam. I see it. I see I'm it. Not, I'm not lit. I've had two beers. Okay. I'm just having a great little Wednesday evening show with you, Andy. All right. Let's get this bad boy done. All right, third balls. Don't forget. Stay dirty. <laughs>